I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Utah Puck Report. I'm your host, Jay Stevens. Today, special co-host, guest host. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, whatever we want to call you. Yeah. Evan Stoffelton, we, uh, we're going to rely on your hockey knowledge quite a bit today. Okay. Perfect. That works. And then uh, it's been exciting because we've talked about it a lot on the, on the weekly updates and, and we've talked about UVU a lot, Utah Valley University, and uh, it's, it's good. Darren Peck is in today. Darren? Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Head coach at UVU, and are you kind of the GM too? Um, I was the first year and a half. Now okay. we actually assigned a GM this year, Okay, uh, Miguel Pomar. And who's is a, it a student GM or is it a... It is actually not. He's actually uh, actually works for BYU, so it's kind oh. of interesting. But okay. he, uh, <laughs> he he helps us with our program, and uh, he's, he's been a major help. So Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. All right, so I want to get into... Um, I'm sure, Evan, you're going to formulate some questions as well, but I've got a bunch of stuff, and I want to talk to you about um, how you got into hockey, because it's... That's one of the first things we ask every one of our guests, and we found that once we find out how you got into hockey, and that kind of tells us the rest of your mindset. We're, we're learning more as we go. We can kind of t- see people's pathology, I guess. Their, be- their beginnings kind of tell where they're going to go Yeah. sometimes. So how did you get into hockey? Um, so I got into hockey, started with my mom, actually worked for Larry H. Miller. So we used to have season tickets right behind the bench to the Golden Eagles, clear back at the Salt Palace when I was just a kid growing up. Um, Always wanted to play, but we never really got into it financially. Then lucky for us, we made a move, and the guy that lived across the street was was the Bennetts. I don't know if you're familiar with them from back in the day, but he coached, and and they had an outdoor rink, so I got involved with them playing a little bit and stuck around with that for a few years, and then I kind of kind of came out of it until my oldest son was five years old and decided to play so well, that's about the time i met you yep and that was yep, yeah when dustin was just uh just five six years old started to play so got involved with kind of helping with the tm issues there just like helping run the team and then went into coaching and from there it's it's been non-stop for 14 15 years now so yeah so you you start coaching were you guys with like the junior grizzlies the whole time or did you bounce no. around from organizations yeah, we, we kind of went around. The very first year we got into it, we were with County, with uh, Chris Billiter over there at Accord. We yeah. got into, into yeah. it over there. we got to have um, him on the show for sure. Yeah, he's a good guy. So we, we got in over there, and that's where we started. Met Bryce Manick, the Mannix. And yep. then uh, that's where we kind of got rolled into the Grizzlies. We, we went into there, and once we got into that, then everyone started coming with us, our friends and that, and it became a, a, a good time for a lot of years. So Yeah, it was a lot of years. Yeah, it was fun. And it's funny um, – Everybody has their own their own group that you kind of grow up with, and then you see them go off and do whatever. But you know, for us, so the Mannix were there when I was growing up as kids, you know, and now they're we're all there as parents, and it's just funny. And now we're all obviously watching Mason and seeing how he's doing. And he had a couple of fights last week. Did he? Oh yeah, that's good. Like some, little scrappy little guy. Yeah, perfect. It's pretty good. Like, and he's not because what he's five nine, I think. 
And, yeah, and he's fighting six three guys, and that's good. It has another dimension. Yeah, to I'm gonna. Game. I'll post a couple of those on because he has he had a couple pretty good tilts over the weekend. I'll have to text him. So it's yeah. <laughs> Give him some advice. Um, not I, the best fighter. I, but. I think about I think about I think about your fight with Nate Thompson every time I see him play because I'm surprised to still see him in the NHL mm. and doing well. And I'll I'll never forget sitting on the bench when you were fighting him. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was during the NHL lockout, Evan. Evan picks a fight with uh, an NHL fighter. And, nice. uh, Things happen, right? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I just they get they get in the middle. The ref starts breaking it up, and th- doesn't he look at you and be like, "I'm not done," or "We're not finished"? Or, Probably. Uh, <laughs> I was sitting on the bench, going, "Uh oh, this could go wrong." All right, so you coach for like me. I think it was like 15 to 17 years. I ended up just coaching little guys. Yeah. As as our little guys get bigger. Yep. And then how do you go from that to coaching a university? You know, I, I think that was more or less, as much as I'd love to say I'm a skilled coach, I think it was uh, <laughs> more or less kind of the luck of the draw, really. Um, I, I coached for a while and then stepped down and was focusing more on my business part and was still helping with Riverton High School and, yeah. and helping there. And, and then I got, a, I got a call one day. My oldest son was, was playing, was recruited by UVU, so he was playing there. And uh, I got a phone call about a month or two into the season just asking if I would be interested in coming to HUD coach and that they were looking for a new coach, had a couple issues come up. And so I told them, you know, let me think about it. They told me I had about two hours because practice was that night, so I need to make a decision. <laughs> Take all the time you want. So, <laughs> Just be there in two hours. Yeah. yeah. So uh, obviously, you know, how can you pass on an opportunity like that? You know, it's kind of just lucky and, and a dream come true in yeah. reality. You know, I mean, obviously you're not – it's clubs, so you're not getting a lot of money and you're not you're not getting rich. But for the love of the game, it's just – it's awesome. It's a whole new level. And so yeah. since there, it's been great. But so that's a couple months into the first season. So you did you – was last year the first season? Uh, no, the year it was before. The year before. Okay, yep. this will be my my second year full All right. season. So, so you you take over a team, and you and I were talking a little bit before we went on the air, and I and I've been through this the building years of a of a team, and I was telling you, I I came from a pretty solid organization or junior college where there were prospects, and then they're like, hey, I got I got the full court press from locals that hey, we're we're gonna have four teams in Utah, and you have to come here. Like, if you're from Utah, you should come back and help us build a team. And uh, I picked Weber, and I I loved it there. But, man, those first couple of years of building a team, you take whoever you can get, and you hope that you've got guys in university that are from maybe another country, like Canada, <laughs> Sweden, <laughs> something. You're hoping you've got guys that can play the game. And, I, and it, at Weber, our first year, we didn't. And... I was telling you, our first game was against the University of Colorado, and it's the first game my wife ever saw me play. Wow. And she's hearing, like, you know, the coach is telling her, oh, we're so glad he came here and whatever. And I faced 104 shots wow. that day. And I lost, like, I think we lost 14 zip. Wow. And it's I'm not like, that bad with that many shots. I was going to say, that's, that's pretty good goaltending. <laughs> well, at some, at some point, they got, the Colorado's got to be like, hey, just see if you can hit the crossbar, right? Instead of, try, <laughs> instead of trying to score on me, because I'm giving up. I'm, I think we only had 14 shots. And some of them were like, we just dumped it from our end and they happened to go on, on net. So yeah. I've been there, and you got to tell me, like, when, what was your first game as the coach? Um, and did you have a full roster for that game? 
No, we it, that first year was crazy. Yep. Um, I kind of came into it, and like I say, our first game was I came in and coached. I believe it was a Tuesday, so I had two practices before our first game, and uh, we played Western Colorado, which is a, a D three club, and and we actually ended up pulling off. A, a, well, a, a, actually, it wasn't them. We actually played Western Washington, and my very first coaching game I actually won and then it went on a dry spell from there for a long time so um, (laughs) I think the guys were just excited to see a change and everything else and so I think they played hard but um, it was rough after that like we we faced a lot what you're talking about Um, you know we would play BYU and Weber and these guys and I mean we were taking 18 to 0 losses we were getting out shot 70 to 0 last year we was able to close gaps we brought the gaps into single digits finally and then this year you know the last time we played Weber it was 10 to 3 and our last game against BYU was 4 to 1 so we've uh, we've made major strides in the short time, but it it is recruiting is is a hard tool, and especially at club level, they don't offer a lot for out of country players. Like that's something we're working on right now at UVU is working with the administration department to to allow. We have a lot of Canadians that want to come play here. I've got I get so many videos from Russians and and Europe yeah. players that that want to come here, but trying to get the visa process and everything else is is a lot of work. So we're trying to figure that out. But but yeah, we we've. we've uh, We've been in those uh, games that you're talking about where you, there's not much you can do but just, try to find anything positive to keep the heads up on the guys. And, and, yeah, and, and that's tough go. too because as you go through that as a, you know, you have a lot of pride coming into the season and maybe whatever team you came from before, you have to be decent to play college, even club, and then you usually come from winning and now you're on a program that you're losing double digits and we had a hard time retaining players. Our, like our best players were going to quit. Yeah. And we had a hard time retaining those players. And then it was like my full-time job on campus was recruiting. We had Kyoshi Rujin, who now he's been there ever since, but he would not play the first year. And, I I mean, it was I was offered everything I could under the sun to get that guy to play on the team. And yeah. then you have guys that are it's, – it's tough to get guys to stay when you're losing. For sure. But yeah. as you keep – as you get more guys, as your program stays, and, and a, a thing like Utah Valley University – is uh, it's kind of undercover. Maybe a lot of people don't know what a what a great university it is, and it's like it's now the uh, the largest university in the state, and you've got so many degrees. I was telling you, every firefighter that I know has to go through UVU for something. Yeah, and so that's that's one of those that'll eventually help you with recruiting. And once these students, because a lot of times you have kids that just want to play hockey, they don't even care about the university, but some of them do. And I, I think that's going to be a big sell for you. And it's not expensive. For sure. I, I think that's that started helping us this year already. Um, if I remember Eldon Brower. Oh, yeah. He's he's come back from, from a, ASU, and, and he's actually playing this year with us. And then a lot of the guys that we grew up with playing are the same thing, that are in the military or firefighters. So the program helps us a lot with a lot of our recruiting. It really does. That's one of the things that I've picked up some good players that Weber was working on. Um, you know, J.D. Baker, some of those guys that basically, you know, I, again, you'd love to say you were out recruiting hard, but he comes to me last season and just says you know what your school has what i want if i can get into class i'm playing for you so you know they live right next to weaver's campus so it is good the school is a great school and that's that's kind of been a learning part for me as well on this recruiting part is is learning to you're recruiting the school before hockey you know which is yeah you really have to to me so and that was a weird part from that was like my first grown-up decision is i was i still had a year left of eligibility in club and uh i would just plan on playing another year at weaver and I realized, wait a minute, I have to go to the U to get my EMT because I'm going to be a firefighter. I already had stuff from from Weber, 
but I had no intention of going to the U. And I and I realized, oh man, I, I got to make a grown up decision here and actually go to school for school. And I transferred over and then played for a season at the U. And it was like, you know, it was hard at first because I had a lot of Weber State pride. And then all the Weber guys hated me when they played against me. <laughs> but yeah, like when the school comes first, as it should, because there's a purpose for going to school, right? It's yeah. not just to play club hockey. Yeah. And man, you guys, that's I, that's what I would do if I were you. I'd go after every kid that wants to be a firefighter that's a hockey player because there's a ton of those. And there's they're some hard of that workers, camaraderie. So yeah, that's that's a bonus too. You know, you get those military guys or firefighters. Yeah. They work hard, and that's that's something that that's that's great. So, yeah, that's awesome. So, tell me about. Uh, let's talk about last year a little bit because we covered you on the weekly updates, and we talked about. And I I call you every week or text you every week to see how things are going. Yeah, and you were like, I noticed there were double digit games, and then there were some that you guys were in. Like right down to the third period, and isn't isn't that what happened this year too? Like with BYU, weren't you guys? Yep, it was a close game till the third period, right? Yeah, we've. Uh, I think a lot of this team is is there's kind of a in a way there's a black cloud that that floats over a lot of our veterans and our leaders. Of I think they just expect to lose. You know, they're yeah. they're used to it after a couple of years, and so that's been our biggest focus is is trying to change our culture and our mindset. We're trying to get the mind where it needs to be. I mean, we have the talent. These guys can play hockey, and they never quit. Um, you know, our last trip this just this last weekend. We got asked back to Colorado, even though we took a couple lumps there. You know, we got lucky. We ended up putting DU into overtime and lost in right, overtime, that. Yeah, cool. which was which was great. And and I think a lot of that, you know, I, I talked to the guys about it after we came back. We do a, a weekend recap on what we thought happened. And I think the reason they play so strong in a game like that is just being in that facility where they've won eight NCAA titles. Yeah. And just the, the atmosphere there, just walking into that building and being able to play there was so huge. It was a different team. Like, it's, it's all my set right now and then we've got 14 rookies now so it's a it's a young team 14 freshmen that we've built and and i think just trying to put everything together but but yeah it's 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 definitely a mind game with us it's uh it's you know one minute we're doing good and then one minute we're not and then one minute we're back to where we're supposed to be doing good and so just the struggle of, of trying to get that discipline down that we need to finish you know 60 minutes of hockey evan so. have you been on teams like that that just you like Things didn't go well at the beginning of the year or whatever, and you lose a couple games, and then maybe the mindset changes, and you think... Oh, yeah. It's tough. Um, <clears throat> perfect example of that is my freshman year at Vermont. That was kind of the tail end of the big hazing scandal they had where it kind of hurt the hockey program, and we didn't win our first... We were the last team in Division One to get a win, and it was our last game before Christmas. And then once we kind of got that win, we kind of started up, you know, the second half was much better. And then you go to the next year, at one point we were ranked, I think, third in the country. So, I mean, it's just, like, once you hit that point where, like, oh, you know, we, we actually can win, or we can poke a few goals Absolutely. in there, and it just kind of builds and builds and builds. But when you're in that kind of funk or rut, it's it's tough to see the light, and it's tough to see out of that. But And players yeah. almost are self-destructive at that point. Like, they don't have hope or they overcompensate you'll have a, a mm -hmm. deep pinch to cover somebody else because oh we're up 2-1 i'm gonna help this guy not make a mistake and then leave his side open mm -hmm. you just have that you know those exactly. calamity of errors yeah. but and that kind of sucks that your first one came at christmas because like right before christmas because then if you go on a break 
you could lose that momentum too. For us, it was more like finally, yeah. like we could enjoy Christmas, could enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you, I've seen that with teams. You see that even in the NHL with some teams, and and some people are talking about Toronto right now and their mindset. And I saw Vetchkin kind of chirped them about mindset a little bit, but yeah. yeah so that's just one of those. It's just another hurdle you got to come over. Yeah. And then, how many guys do you have from last season back this season? Um. I think there's seven, if okay. I remember right. I think we got seven because we have we have four. Well, we got 14 new guys, and we have a roster of 25 and two goalies. Wow. And both goalies are are new to the program, and then 14 new, and then the rest are returning. Um, I was, was going to kind of backtrack a little bit, but on that first comment, you were talking about that first year and how you cycle through players. We went through 17 players that first year I took over oh. that, that quit, and then new, we'd have to fill in spots with new guys that would come. Um, That's tough. That was a huge turnover. So well, speaking year. of Manic, that was that was one of them, right? The, yeah, he, he played Manic, with us. Manic left, and Hunter Swinson left, and yeah, because you had a bunch of guys that maybe didn't even try the school part of the whole deal i think that's the biggest thing um that's one of the things like i say i've learned as as, as coaching college hockey is how important the school is so yeah. you know in fact this year we've actually we dedicate a wednesday every wednesday we do study hall we have we finally you know we've we've progressed with the help of a team manager and our school is really backing us up you know we talk to john eccles a lot and a lot of these other you know i talked to yosh and those guys and and we're getting a lot of support from our school that, that people are excited about but they're helping us we've actually got a locker room now at peak so we have our own locker room that we're able to store our gear in and, and stay in which is nice but um yeah i mean it, it, it's just a it's a big part of of the program is the school and so our big focus is making sure we don't lose players to grades um i oh. think that's where i lost most players is through grades um my son included you know if, if you don't if you don't follow through with grades and you don't yeah. keep up then you're ineligible for the next season and it, it really hurts the program you know Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. I and think when you think about it, you're like, all right, isn't it a 2.0 or is yeah. it a 2.5? Yeah, 2.0. 2.0. So yeah. that's like a D? That's a C average. C, yeah. You basically so, just got to go to school. Yeah. You, <laughs> and, and I get it. And it's funny because sitting where I'm at now as a parent, you're like, how, how do you not get a 2.0? But when I was in school, there were a lot of – I saw how the kids weren't getting 2.0. I, I wasn't one of them because when I finally got into college, I took it serious. Getting into college and going through high school, maybe a 2.0 would have been a stretch for me because there were times <laughs> I was more focused on being on the radio than I was on going to school. I didn't realize there were, I didn't plan for, you know, college or I didn't plan to be 30. Yeah. You know, you just live in the moment, right? And so yeah. you can kind of see how, how they just wanted to play hockey. They didn't want to go to college. So that, as, as a guy coming out of those programs, you know who those best players are. You're like, I know who the best junior Grizzlies were. I know who the best Renegades were Absolutely. that are not playing college already. I'm going to go get them. And then you find out, oh, they never really wanted to go to college. Exactly. But they wanted to play hockey. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's, that's tough because it's, it's just one of those pitfalls that you'll fall into the first couple of years. And we struggled with that a ton yeah. at, at Weber the first couple of years. And we had, a, we had a kid from Michigan that was here – for the military, who was like one of our best players. And he got to the point where he would just toy with other guys. We've talked about it on the show before. He would literally pass the puck to the guy on the other team so he could hit him. 
Like the guy be coming to, and it would confuse the guy. Like the guy's coming to get him is Mike. I always want to say Maslowski, but it's that isn't that the guy from <laughs> Monsters, Monsters, Monsters Inc. Inc. <laughs> it's Mike pretty, It's Mike. It's something like that. I should know because I played hockey with him, but I, that was a long time ago. But he would literally they'd be coming at him to defend him, and then he'd pass him the puck. And they'd look down and be like, what just happened? And then just get lit up by this guy. <laughs> but, yeah, he only lasted one semester or quarter back then. So yeah. it is tough. That's just another pitfall that you, you fall into with hockey is is grades at, at this level. For sure. You know. yep. So where are you doing your recruiting? Where, where are all these 14 new kids from? Um, a lot of them are high school. We've got a lot of in-state players. Mm-hmm. And then we go to the WSHL Showcase. I've been down there for the last in two Vegas? years. In Vegas? right before Christmas. That's um, so much fun. It, it is. And it's, you know, they, they really treat those college coaches like they're, and, and the scouts like they're, you know, they're something special, which is kind of fun. But you go down there and, and they give you, you know, they'll they'll let the head coach come in. They get they pay yep. for your room, give you a little bit of money for travel to help. They what? feed you. Yeah, they actually, I mean, it ain't a lot, but they give you a $300 check. To, you need uh, an assistant coach to, for right? that's, December? That's, I'll come. That's, that's about the only pay we get is that little trip to Vegas. But uh, but it, that's good, too. You know, they give you a book that has, like, every player in the WSHL. shows you the their grade point average shows you, you know, their age if they're aging out. So obviously, like I said, you know, when you're when you're building a program, you gotta you gotta have goals that you can accomplish. Like you know, it's going to be a struggle knowing to go out there and try to pick up one of the top guys on a, a top team is going to be hard if you don't have something to really offer them. So a lot of things you know that we look for is is you know whether it's grades somewhere we can get them into school, whether yeah. it's whether it's uh, you know somebody that's aging out that might not have an offer somewhere else that might be excited to continue their their career and play. Yeah. So those are a lot of things, but mostly from that and then. Being lucky to have the you know the Ogden Mustangs here and the Outliers, we go to their games and talk to players and opposing teams. So, but most of our recruiting has actually been through high school. I mean, that's where we find the most guys that are interested in continuing to play at, at the club level for the ACHA is is the the younger high school kids that are you know wanting to go to college and still play. So yeah, that's cool because I, I like I want everybody here to be I want these programs to be great programs and I want them to go and just destroy all the other teams i want i like i root for every utah team right that, yeah. that's just that's the the benefit of being where we're at now is i can just hope that you guys do well and but i i also want those rosters to be full of utah kids yeah like that's to me that's the most important thing and i and I'm, i don't live in a dream world i don't expect a hundred percent utah kids to out of utah high schools to go out there and be competitive i get that there's You've got to go out and get some more depth because high school hockey here definitely has a, a purpose, but it's not necessarily to put kids into even ACHA. Where yeah, for sure. You've got to get those travel team kids, and those travel team kids usually want to go play juniors yep. in the WSHL. And that's cool. I mean, that's that's a great opportunity. And um, you mentioned the Mustangs, man, because as part of the coaching staff with the Mustangs and being there and seeing those guys come recruit our players, um, it's got to be tough. Because we had, you know, we had guys being recruited by Division One, Division Two, NCAA. Yeah, yeah, and which is unique for the WSHL. But we, Jake's managed to put players into NCAA Division One and Division a ton in Division Three, and yeah. then ACHA Division One. So you really got to. It's like when you go into you're flirting with girls or whatever that that beautiful what was it the beautiful mind where he's like, all right, I'm not going after the hottest blonde, but I'm going to go after that that exactly. second one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got to know what you got to know who's going to actually look at you, so you're not, you know, the same thing. You, you don't, you don't want to waste their time, and and you hope they don't want to waste your time. So, you know, mo- most of those guys when you go recruit, they'll 
they'll tell you, yeah, they're interested. But I, and then, you know, some, some of them you don't hear back from. I, I try to keep in touch with them and, and follow their seasons throughout the, our season as well. Like if I talk to somebody from the WSHL, I'll try to continue talking through them, you know, through email. I know yeah. they're busy and busting and just see how things are going. And we've actually, last year, you know, we was able to pick up a couple guys from that. Um, you know, and, and the crazy thing is, two of the guys we picked up from that were Utah locals as well. I mean, we had Devin Bain, goaltender, who was a phenomenal goaltender that played for the Cheyenne Stampede. And we actually recruited him down there. And uh, it's bad I should know this, but I didn't even know he was from Vernal. So oh, yeah. I, he came to trials. He's like, yeah, I'm from Vernal. I'm like, ah, I didn't even know. So, yeah. But uh, we got him. And then, you know, Alex McCloskey came and played with us for a year, which was good to have before he moved to Florida. Um, so, but, yeah, it's it's a, it's definitely a battle. That's the hardest part, you know, is, is finding, finding what you want. So one of the things I've learned is it seems almost like, they kind of find you almost too. If, if somebody wants to go to that school, they'll they'll look out for you too. So you just gotta make sure that everybody knows, you know, that you're you're out there and you're always looking. So so how do they find you? So let's say that we've got somebody listening to this right now that's trying to trying to locate you, and they want to play at UVU. What's the easiest way to get a hold of you? Um, they my name shows up I think on the Facebook page. Our Facebook and our I think they have an uh, Instagram too. Yeah. I'm not real savvy on a lot of the updated <laughs> stuff. I, I do the the Facebook, but um, they've got some stuff out there. And then I know that they have a they're working on a web design right now for us to get up going. But I know that my information's on a few of those, so anybody cool. can can message me direct through through Facebook as well, or they can contact the school. I've actually had the club's office. People will contact clubs, and Alex Gebbers is our uh, club representative in there. He does a great job, but he'll he'll send me emails or whatever with people on there that want to play. So we've actually got a couple guys this year that went to clubs and just said, I didn't know we had a hockey program. Um, I mean, we're just... But there's people in the school that didn't even know we have a hockey program, so we're right. finally they're finally putting us in the review and stuff, you know, and, and getting our name out there. But but that's how it's easiest to find me is through through the Facebook page. There's got to be more hockey players than that. I mean, there's what you, isn't there like thirty five thousand students, or do you know how big UVU is? Um, I think it was at thirty eight thousand. Thirty eight thousand right, last season. Yeah, so there's got to be more hockey players in there. That, yeah. That just probably don't know, like you're saying. For sure. Uh, are, are there other goalie that we picked up for last year too? Um, David, he was he was a he was a David Gumont was a phenomenal goaltender as well. He that's how they found him. The guys just wearing their jackets in school, and yeah. uh, I think it was Andrew Piper was walking down the hall and seen some kid wearing a jacket from from back east somewhere, and he's like, "You play hockey?" And he's like, "Yeah, I play goalie." He's like, "You kidding me?" Kid came down was a phenomenal goaltender. I mean, he helped us out a lot. Fortunately for us, talking about the school thing. He uh, transferred to the U because that's where he wanted to get his education. Oh, right. so, yep. so he's not even playing hockey anymore, but, you know, lost a good goaltender because of schooling. He's not even play- The U's desperate for a goalie right now. Yeah, I, I don't know. He's, 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 doing, he's working on becoming an a official. So he's doing oh. officiating games and stuff, but he just he said he's done with the hockey. So well, he went to the, I, I, he went I did to the my work side. trying to keep him here, so it didn't work. <laughs> well, it's got to be good, too. Like, you, you, you mentioned Piper. Um, that dude... He's always about it on Facebook. He's anytime I, every time I see him, he's pumping the, he's pumping the team, pumping the club, and just always promoting. It's, it's got to be good to have players like that too. That are, you know, they go out and, and do such a great job at promoting the, the team too, and try to get fans in the building. And you know, it's, for sure. it's good for sure. Yeah, he, he, he loves the game. There's no doubt about it. So he's, he'll do anything to help better the team and, and. Uh, He's actually come a long way just in the couple of years that he's been here, like as far as leading and, and roles and, and just, you know, he had his knee finally fixed after yep. dealing with that. So he, he looks a lot better this year. I think he had a like a 10-point weekend or a 9-point weekend this last weekend. So wow. he, he's, he's, he's probably one of our top assist guys. So he's definitely can move the puck well. But, 
but yeah, he's good. Uh, Brady Fisher's really good. I mean, a lot of these guys, like you say, that we oh, grew yeah. up coaching. You yep. know, we've got we've got both Fisher brothers are on there now, and uh, and I'm just trying to think. There's there's so many that we grew up watching, and and that's kind of one of the fun things with coaching too. Is you go play against Weber, you go to these other places, and you see all these kids that you've coached in the past. Yeah. It's just a big you know big friendly reunion at the end of the game. Obviously, right. during the right. game, there's a lot of grudge and, and and that, and you play hockey, but it's it's neat to see everybody's success, like you say. I mean, that's definitely what's the funnest part is to watch them i love that now and i i love and that's that's the coolest thing is is you know i i went to a byu weber game and it's just it's so much fun to see those kids that i coached on both sides and then same with utah state i mean we've lost a, a couple of them to you know a couple years in we had some really smart kids that hockey was their their hobby but it wasn't their passion and maybe it even was their passion but they were so smart with everything else they were doing that they get absorbed into you know the the education, and they can't. They don't have time for hockey. That even happened at the NCAA level with the two kids that we had that went to the military academies to play hockey. They didn't finish their seasons because those are hard schools, and they're like, "Man, I'm a I'm a nuclear engineer major. I don't have time to go to hockey practice every day. Yeah. I got to figure out how to you know keep the sub from exploding or whatever." That's too smart for me. I don't know what they do, but they do stuff, right? You have nuclear powered subs. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have those at Vermont? <laughs> no. No. But anyway, it's just one of those things where it's, you're right, it's so much fun to watch these guys grow up, become men, and now I'm actually starting to see some of the other part of it in one of our next interviews is a guy that I watched grow up, play at the U, and now he's coaching U14s. That's cool. And it's so cool to watch, you know, like we were talking about before. Yeah. You grow up, and then you give back. Absolutely. And it's, it's fun to see the kids start doing that. So uh, what's next for you guys? When's, when's your next games? This weekend? Um, uh, we have this weekend off, and then we head to Montana to play Providence, so, which is a, a really good team. So we're, we're excited. We're, we, we love the challenge. We've been working hard and focusing on a lot of discipline, so I think we'll be able to give them a good run for their money. Do you have so, wins yet this year? Um, we've got three. We, we, won, we won Western Colorado twice. Um, and then we won the semi-pro game with the new Blizzard team. So, oh, the Blizzard. But, but we, that was our first kind of like our season opener, you know, just a yeah. good exhibition game with some of the guys. A lot of those guys played for UVU back in the day and, okay. and a lot of old BYU players. So it's kind of like a old alumni team of, <laughs> of old hockey players. So I saw, I think it was the Blizzard, I saw some video of them and it was just fights. <laughs> that's the, maybe that, that's that, was, all, that was our California trip this last weekend, yeah, right? Yep. Uh, Maybe that's all that made it to Facebook, but that's all I saw were like a couple cheap shots and then a fight and then a cheap shot then a fight. <laughs> I think, yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Well, that's awesome, man. We're, we're excited. I, I've been wanting to hear the story and see what's going on over there, and we're, ex- we're, we're going to start the weekly updates next week, I think, so we'll be looking for video and highlights, and we'll be talking about you guys and seeing how you're doing. We're rooting for you, like I said, and uh, hope everything that. goes well. Yeah, well, thank you. No, we're looking forward to it, too. So, and so if you're it. if you're looking for a way to get a hold of Darren, did you have any questions? Um, <laughs> Not to put you on the spot or anything? I'd yeah, just... sure. I guess uh, with Arizona kind of, I guess, moving up to D1 into NCAA, do you see, do you think UVU could have that potential in the future, or would there be a, a want to even do that? Or You know, the, it's been there's been a lot of talk floating around UVU yeah. in the last few years about that. Yeah. Um, so, 
according to the main guy at the school there that's over it all they they are they have thought about it mm-hmm. at, at one time or another um obviously that's something that will be years down the road yeah, but it's definitely a, a goal that we would like to have um we would like to eventually try to move up to d1 but we're, we're on a we're on like a three to five year plan right now just to try to get us competitive you know to where we can compete at the d2 division and mm-hmm. see where we're at so but down the road i think there's a, a big possibility you know they they own land still down there by linden um they've said that if they had the right sponsors and donors they could uh you know put an ice rink in there's actually an ice rink on campus right now well they they're they're plumbed to put an ice rink on at UVU. They can actually put an ice rink in that where they play basketball. So so there's a lot of potential there, but wow. I don't know how soon it mm-hmm. would actually happen. But it has been talked about um, dealing with their marketing agent and a few of the school meetings I've been to that, you know, there, there's a chance. But it, I think the big thing is the millions of dollars. That, yeah, that yeah you got to find that, right, that so, right alumni guy that's yeah. got some money to throw at the – you've got to exactly. find your Ralph Inglestead who can throw a ton of money at it and build a building and but I, put the scholarship I, I, money in. I feel like UVU has the most potential. Um, as far as if we can get the program going proper mm-hmm. like we're working on. I think that's the biggest thing is the structure. But I think that we have opportunity that a lot of schools don't, uh, where our school is backing us so much, and just the open enrollment and the campus size and all that. Um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of potential there. So definitely that's, it's in our, in our mind, but it's kind of in the back of the mind right now. Make but, sure to do it the right way. So yeah, absolutely. Looks, Take right? our time. And, and, you know, if we can't compete at the, at the top d- division that we're in right now, then obviously we'll, we'll keep working until we can get there. But yeah, and what people don't see often is Arizona state had a club team for 30 plus years before yeah. they mm-hmm. made that jump. And it was, it, they, they had the coach that was in there plugging away. And then they had a guy that came through Arizona state and then became super rich he was, and he played hockey while he was there, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna put money to back this up," yeah. and that's that's what it takes sometimes. That's what happened with uh, Penn State also. That's how they went, is they had some alumni get together and throw the money in there because you have to have the money in an account to cover scholarships for the entire team for five years. Or there's there's a weird algebra yeah. equation. So another NCAA rule. Yes, it's yeah. another NCAA rule to join it. You have to have so much money in an account. That covers all these scholarships, out-of-state scholarships, for these athletes. You have to prove that you can keep that money in an account to keep that team viable, and then they'll they'll let you go. And it's happened, you know. And and we do have other teams trying. I know the University of Utah is trying hard for it. Weber State seems to be set up for it. I don't know how much support they have for it, but man, a rink right on campus, yeah. double which sheet. is one of the requirements for NCAA. Yeah. You have to have a rink on campus. So is there like a seating capacity? Um, I'm not sure about that. I just know you got to have a, a rink on campus mm-hmm. in, uh, right there. You know, yeah, there can't be because ASU has that place only held like 750. And they still have like a, a Division One, Division Two, and Division Three teams still, I believe, if I remember right. And now they're NCAA. So, yeah. I mean, their their program's definitely strong. And, and I, I know I, I got, I've been able to meet their coach that used to coach their D2 team. And I know they get paid pretty well. Uh, they're some of the only coaches I know that actually get paid. But they're wow. they're up there in the in the fifty sixty thousand dollar range making mm-hmm. money. So their program's definitely. But they've got a lot of. Uh, people like you say the supporters the people putting money in that help and that's at the end of the day that's what makes everything turn so yeah and then you got a guy like kiyoshi that's been coaching for 25 years and probably spending 20 30 thousand out of his own pocket <laughs> that's, that's exactly those it. trips and be eligible yeah he's yeah. well that's, that's that's cool man and, and again like i'm just excited to, to catch some games i haven't seen any yet i've watched i've streamed a couple Tegan and i've watched a couple of the weber games because they stream them yeah and we're right. able to watch them on facebook i can watch them from the firehouse and and see and, and that's fun and 
So, but I, I just love watching the games, and and hopefully, if if you're listening and you haven't checked it out yet, or if you're at Utah Valley or you want to go to Utah Valley, reach out to Darren. You can find him on their Facebook page. Um, you can email us here at the show, and or on our Facebook, and and we'll help you get set up because we'd like to see as many good players end up there as possible. And you know, I'd like to see like everybody elevate and keep elevating because that's what's happened. For the sure. hockey they're playing now is way better than the hockey that they were playing when I was in school. There's no way I'd make one of these clubs now. <laughs> yeah, they're they're definitely pushing us. They want us to follow the NCAA guidelines and rules is what they're trying to push for and, and trying to make ACHA a lot more, you know, competitive with that. Uh, that's also one of our struggles is, you know, with club hockey, these guys are they're going to school and they're trying to work every, you know, if you're traveling three or four weekends and you got games, these guys yeah. are trying to pick up work whenever they can because they're paying their dues and everything else. It's it's a hard task. It's it's a, And I think that's why it's such a head game in a lot of the aspects. So that's one of my focuses as a coach is just make sure that outside of hockey they're getting the support they need to. I mean, it, it's crazy to see so many of these young kids struggling, you know, with finances and oh, yeah. work, and, and they're still trying to play the game they love. And so I think that's a, a big part of it that, that it would be nice to. So if you're looking to sponsor UVU as well. Yeah. If you're looking to sponsor, we would, we would we're open to any offers on on sponsorships. We have some packages out now as well and things. So. How do you guys do? You guys do boards in the rink, or do you do a program um, or all? Of we that? do. They've been working on the program, and then they've got a banner up right now that they put them on. And then we've uh, we've got some we've got a phenomenal announcer. Piper's brother is is, is just he's, he's awesome at announcing, and they, we give shout outs. And then we're actually we just started a YouTube channel. Um, we got to get enough followers to go like UVU hockey, and then once we get enough, we'll start streaming our games on that as well but you have to have over a thousand followers to do it so and then we we've been doing some uh i actually again talking about yoshinam i've i've actually been spending some money and bought some cameras and stuff so we can do that to get our name out there but that's awesome but, yeah put one of those students make those students just run that social media to death because man you put those those guys in charge of it and let them run it it's amazing you can make any program look like an nhl program if you have the right kid running your social media for sure and there's got to be some kid that's majoring in that and we've got a marketing director right now brindley that's that's doing it so finally this is the first year but we finally are getting things set up but now we have a gm marketing director so we're we're getting there we're taking the steps it's definitely growing somewhere in the last two years it's grown a lot so we're excited for the future perfect man well it sounds like you guys are doing the right stuff and uh like i said we're excited to watch it and uh really that's it unless you have anything else you want to add no, thanks for having me. Nice Darren, seeing you guys. Thanks for taking the time. I know you got to drive forever and ever to get out here to downtown Salt Lake. Yeah. Are you bit. are you still doing taxidermy? Is that your business? I am. Yep. So that's that's the struggle for me. Taxidermy starts the same time as hockey season, that's so it's, <laughs> it's it's double duty for a few uh, months. So, but yeah, burning the candle all night. All right. Well, Evan, thanks for coming out for this one. It's good to be back. Well, it's good to have you out. And uh, I guess that's it for the Utah Puck Report. You got it!